<laughs> and Kathy Martin, you missed out on our ham radio class. <laughs> I, I, I had to work. I couldn't be. Well, actually, I think I was in a gun class. <laughs> we ended up going like up. over three hours of like, we, we spent like 15 minutes on ham radio and then we just went all out. It, it was so wild and random. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm not too behind or am I super behind? Oh no, we we decided to revamp how we're we're doing something. So I'll I'll let you know on that. Okay. <laughs> I have watched a couple videos, but I'm a little bit behind. Yeah. yeah but I'm getting good. to be a better shot. Yeah. I'm 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 getting to be a really good shooter. <laughs> as long as the as long as the perpetrator stays still, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. Cameron, about next week, can you send? um the talks that are going to cover that are you the youth talks since i don't have your uh-huh yeah for sure um yeah so for the next three weeks um i'll be emailing out the actual talks and, and the pages kind of thing so yeah um since those ones are, are mostly from his apostolic years rather than his prophetic years it's not going to be in in the fifth nelson book um but yeah i will be emailing those out group a um will be discussing the 2016 talk becoming true millennials and um and this one that just uh happened tonight uh, we'll compare and contrast those two all right so diving into the restoration proclamation if you're in uh, my compilation it's on page 118 and it starts in verse 38 um so it's just what, one two three four five nine short uh, verses here um, but it, it's packed full of so many things and interesting to kind of compare it back to last week of um, the uh, that ensign article the future of the church preparing the world for the second coming I mean they kind of go hand in hand um, but anyway uh, I think it's just kind of a, a general uh, observation on it I thought it was interesting how these are kind of similar, similarly structured to the articles of faith where he's, you know, like, we believe, we believe, we believe versus these ones. Um, there's nine of them. So we proclaim, we declare, we affirm, we witness, we declare, uh, we gladly declare, um, we affirm and, or no, we invite, we affirm, and we testify. Uh, I think that those are interesting structures to uh, maybe even compare to the um, articles of faith. Sorry, my brain's short circuiting. <laughs> but anyway, um, any, just kind of throwing it out. What did you guys get as you were uh, going back through the the Restoration Proclamation? What is its significance? Why did we need that given in April 2020? Um, you know, it's given here in this Hear Him Talk. And just kind of timing and everything it seems so relevant and, and pertinent to our lives. But anyway, when when I first heard it, it was kind of uh, kind of like the family proclamation, like duh, <laughs> like we we know all these things. But yet we've seen with the family proclamation how that has been so timely and prophetic and, and necessary, crucial for us and. Um, how this one's going to kind of be doing the same for us in the future. Anyway, just sorting it out. What what did you guys think and uh, learn as you went through it this time? 
why do you think it is going to be so crucial that we have this written on our hearts as we we go into the future? I already think it is crucial um, because this whole pandemic thing that we've went through and people losing their testimony and blah, 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 and all this stuff going on, that if we, if we take it back to, to the beginning, um, that we can build our faith on that again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, kind of on that. I, I totally agree. And also with all the stuff going on, like there's been moments when it's been just kind of a challenge, understanding, kind of deciphering what was what with the pandemic and the vaccines and the everything. Yeah. But even when I had moments of doubt, I was like, it's still Christ church. And it's still, I still believe in Joseph Smith and I still know it's a restored gospel and I still know this. And so like, yeah, it's kind of dull when we got it, just like the proclamation. But then just like Lara said, it's like, it still is the base. It's today, just like today, just, it's like the basic understanding of that you're a child of God. Like the restoration of the gospel is the basic principle, like that we have to have a testimony of. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the pillars that'll keep us there, right? Don't you think? Yeah, exactly. The restoration of, through Joseph Smith, the Book of Mormon, like all of these these things are absolutely crucial um, things for us as we, we navigate the future. Right. And when people stumble, it's, it always seems like it, they found something that, that made their testimony with Joseph Smith fail or that it, that part crumbled. So that part has to be in you, like in your heart, right? Yeah. And I feel like if we have been doing all those things that we've been asked to do, I mean, the challenge is President Hingley to read the Book of Mormon. I mean, read the Book of Mormon, study and get a testimony of the Book of Mormon. That that book is truth. I mean, you can look at everything else and wonder, but I know without a doubt that that book is true. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Right. Absolutely. The Bible has been through so many translations and blah, 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 but I know Book of Mormon came out of the ground, it was translated, and it is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and how we have so much of the background story on how it was translated, I think is super crucial for us, right? You know, like, there's just no possible way that Joseph Smith could have invented it with all of its intricate structure, because we're still unraveling it today of like, oh man, the, the, the Hebraisms, the, the chiastic structure, the poetry, the, all of the connections and prophecies that, that are in it. There's just absolutely. Isaiah opening up. Yeah. And opening up Isaiah in it. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, exactly. It, it's just so crucial. And so, you know, we, we have the, the restoration and something, you know, that, that this class is, has been doing for me is like, reaffirming my my testimony yes 2020 was kind of like this weird testing proving ground of like okay it's time to to focus do you really believe this and it's like i have a hundred percent testimony in president nelson and his uh authority and commission his foreordination to to lead this church at this time and and it and it comes back to, to joseph smith to the book of mormon to the keys that were given there in verse 41 and stuff like it's all true. There's no way, you know, but I think all of that will be tested in, in the very near future, right? As, um, what did we just read? Was that the, 
thing last week that um, in the coming day it will not be uh, popular or uh, something to, to be a, a Latter-day Saints, you know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's going, we're going to be tested in, in very real ways uh, about even being a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, and so I think that this is, is crucial to know these nine verses and commit them to, to memory, to our hearts, to, uh, to our very uh, actions. You know, kind of like uh, President Nelson talked about tonight in the, the devotional. Um, having those those singular moments in our lives and and the labels that um, that are that are so important. Focus on those three things. Everything else <laughs> it can uh, change, and if it doesn't bring us, um, if it doesn't replace those three things, because those are are the celestial labels that we need for our lives. Emma, can you go back through and do those um, those few words that you did like? The articles of faith you saw. Uh-huh, yeah. So in verse 38, or um, let's see. paragraph one. So paragraph one, uh, we solemnly proclaim. And then skipping the next paragraph. So the third paragraph, we declare. The next paragraph, we affirm. Hold on one sec. Hold on one sec. Where are you? Where's the we declare? We That's declare is verse 40. Oh, 40. Okay. Uh-huh. 40. In humility, we declare. The okay. next one, uh, verse 41, we affirm. The next paragraph, uh, 42, we further witness. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. The next one is in 43, we declare. And then it skips a paragraph. And then verse 45, we gladly declare. And then the next one contains three. So it says, we as his apostles invite. And then the next sentence, we affirm. And then the next sentence, we testify. We testify. Where was that one? Um, so it's kind of just right in the middle. It's the one, two, three, four, fifth. Oh, yeah, I got it. Okay. We testify. Wow. Yeah, so there's nine we's in there. And it's just kind of interesting because, you know, we proclaim that can, that can be kind of said by anyone, right? Like, like we proclaim things. Um, we declare things, we affirm things, but the one that gets me is in verse 42, which is one, two, three, fourth paragraph. We further witness that Joseph Smith was given the gift and power of God to translate an ancient record. Yeah. Witness is way different than declare. Yeah. It's a, it's a different thing. And so like how many people do we have in the book of Mormon itself on the title page and, and all that, we have three witnesses of the book of Mormon, right? And then we have eight witnesses and then we have these 15 that have put this proclamation together that says, we further witness that Joseph Smith was given the gift and power of God to translate an ancient record. It, I mean, that's a different word than, than declare and, and proclaim and stuff. Like that one hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, that's they're, amazing. They're talking prophetically uh, with that gift of prophecy, seership and everything. They witnessed that event and they... Are, are, are testifying of it that's amazing 
And then verse 46, um, the, the very last paragraph there, it says, with reverence and gratitude, we as his, his apostles invite all to know, because this is a, a general, I mean, this is going out to the whole world, right? This isn't just to the, the members of the church or just the faithful elect, but we invite all to know, as we do, that the heavens are open. I mean, right there <laughs> is, is huge and crucial to me. I was like, oh man, if, if all the, the body of the church and all the world could understand that one sentence, that one invitation that everyone can know, it's not just a, a privilege for the elite, the apostles, the, the leaders of the church, but we can all know as they do that the heavens are open. We affirm that God is making known his will for his beloved sons and daughters. And then we testify that those who perfectly study the messages of the restoration and act in faith will be blessed to gain their own witness of its divinity and of its purpose to prepare the world for the promised second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like, again, there, he's putting the witness back on us. You too can be a witness, not just a, a silent observer or uh, declaring or affirming, but you can witness, like we, we said in verse 42, we can gain our own of the divinity of, of the purpose. Look at paragraph eight. Mm -hmm. The earth will never again be the same. Yeah. As God will gather together in one all things in Christ. Who quoted that fairly recently? That was. Where are we, Cameron? Bednar, uh, verse 45. Okay. It's that very end thing from Ephesians 1.10 there. Yeah, it was um, Elder Bednar in one of his talks at last conference or the one before that. Um, the earth uh, gathered together in one all things in Christ. He actually quotes it a lot, I think, but. Anyway, I think that's very profound because the earth will never be the same. Like as we've learned through Isaiah and, and all those teachings, right? Like all of the types and shadows and all of the composites are coming together and, and it's not going to be the same as it was before because this is different. This is a, a combination of all things uh, when all things are gathered in one in Christ. I think that's huge. Does that to do with um, paradisical glory also? The, the tenth article of faith, right? We believe in the literal gathering of Israel, the restoration of the ten tribes and that the new Jerusalem will be built upon the American continent, that Christ will reign personally upon the earth and the earth will be renewed and receive its paradisical glory. Huh. Yeah. yeah I think good. that's a, a huge one right now. Hmm. Yeah, I really should have taken time and like looked at the, the articles of faith and really dove in and, and uh, pulled those phrases over because that one is a, a crucial one there. Interesting though, I, I have a question in verse 41, which is paragraph one, two, three, four, fourth paragraph. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so who is he leaving out here? Which is, I think it's interesting who he lists and who he doesn't list. So he talks about John the Baptist. 
he talks about Peter, James, and John. And then he just lumps everybody else together. Others came as well, including Elijah, who restored the authority. But, um, you know, as he says many times, there is no more important work than the gathering of Israel. And yet um, he doesn't specifically mention Moses and restoring those keys of the gathering of Israel there or the keys of Elias with the dispensation of Abraham. I, I'm not, you know, trying to read too much into it, but it's just kind of interesting to me that he mentions five different people, but, but he limits it to those. He, he just lumps everyone else together as the others came. Um, but specifically pointing out Elijah and that's part of uh, linking the families. Hmm. But, you know, like in the worldwide devotional tonight, he made a, a huge point of starting out his whole talk with that. The yeah. restoration of the Aaronic priesthood, that grove and um, with uh, John the Baptist, Peter, James, and John. And then he was saying that it was... Um, a singular moment. He doesn't use that phrase often, um, but that was a singular moment for him to be able to dedicate that site in September 2015. Uh, I thought that was very interesting to, to bring out. And kind of looking back at his talk, I'm like, huh, it's a little bit disjointed of like, okay, the rest of his talk is here, and here's this introduction, which is always a good key indicator that uh, anytime he had to throw can, that in there, yeah, yeah, that he had to throw that in there. That's the reason um, something to to really pay attention and, and study. I wonder if there will be footnotes for that. I bet there will be. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. As we study it next week, hopefully those <laughs> the talk has come out and footnotes and everything, and we can uh, really pour over that one too. I love the FOMO part. I thought it was so funny. And then <laughs> I know. like. And then, like, what did he say about that's the king of all FOMO is the is missing out on the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, it's missing out on the special kingdom. Wait like, a minute. Uh, what are you talking about? What is that? His talk. His did talk tonight. Did you hear about the FOMO? What is FOMO? The fear of missing out. It's like what all the kids, all the people have, people have now because of social media. Like, oh. you post a picture of yourself. I mean, People post a picture of themselves at a party and you weren't there. So you have a fear of missing out because you get to see what other people are doing, but you're not there. You're not experiencing what they're experiencing. So it's like kind of a younger thing. I don't know. But because I, I missed something. <laughs> 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 My husband got a call and had to go give a blessing. So like maybe that was the part that we stopped and I don't know. Yeah, it was, he was talking about the different degrees of glory, and this would be the ultimate FOMO is to miss out on the higher kingdom. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. I think it's good because he tries to relate to them and not just to, for them to try to relate to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was so, so fun. But yeah, um, Let's see. It, uh, I thought it was interesting going up to the third paragraph um, when he's quoting from Acts 3.21 and that appeared to Joseph and inaugurated the restitution of all things. And I was like, huh, restitution is an interesting word, but, you know, that's the one that is in Acts in our King James <laughs> Version. 
And so I was like looking up the difference between restitution and restoration, because just kind of seeing the, the difference between those words and stuff, because we always refer to it as the restoration of all things, right? Not the restitution, but yet acts is, that's the, the word that was chosen for, for that translation. So it's interesting, the definition of restitution is a restoration of something lost or stolen to its proper owner or its original state. And um, it's interesting that in order to even describe restitution, you have to have restoration in there kind of thing. Um, and then restoration is, is actually pretty similar. It's just restoring um, uh, something that was stolen or, or lost to its original owner or to its original state. I mean, they're almost identical. Um, but uh, later on down that paragraph, uh, Christ's New Testament church was lost from the earth. And so it's, it's taking that thing that's lost and restoring it to its original state and to its proper owner. Um, I think that that's, you know, kind of crucial as we go through the, the rest. Restitution also like paying back fees, restitute. Uh-huh, yeah. And, like, isn't that a little bit different than restoration in that sense? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, a lot of times... If you pay restitution... Sorry. Uh-huh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead, Cameron. Uh-huh, so, like, when we talk about repentance, a lot of times, you know, uh, yeah. you have to do restitution, right? And yeah. and be able to pay back or, or make right the thing that was damaged, lost, stolen... So what sentence are you, where are you on this? Because I wrote those down, but now I don't know where you're at. Uh -huh, yeah, so it's verse 40. Okay. the third paragraph there. So they are really similar, but restitution has a little bit more to it. Uh-huh, yeah. And so I, I found that very interesting. Um, and in context of what it says right at the last, that Christ's New Testament church was lost from the earth. And Joseph would be instrumental in its return. That kind of repentance process and, and making it right, returning it to its proper owner, yeah. the original state that, that it was in. And, and verse 41, that, that very next paragraph, says how it does that. Joseph Smith was instrumental as John the Baptist, Peter, James, and John. All of the keys are being brought back. That's how it, it gets incrementally returned to its proper owner and its original state. I would really love to memorize this, but I just think I'll get it mixed up too much with the with the living Christ. <laughs> it has a lot of the same, like we solemnly proclaim and we declare. Like yeah. a lot of them are really similar. Yeah, exactly. We further witness. Like I think there's a lot that's similar. I think I'm, I think I'll just <laughs> put them all together. Yeah. If you like, only memorize one proclamation, you choose. <laughs> I can do the articles of faith, but all of a sudden I'm saying the Gertiesburg address with it. <laughs> it all just starts going in a wheel. I don't know where I'm at. It's amazing, the power of memorization, right? Like I remember Gettysburg address back in fourth grade, we had to memorize the preamble or whatever, the first part of it. Uh, that's still with me, like all the time. I, I'm doing something and like you said, it just kind of drifts into the Gettysburg. <laughs> But it is amazing to hear his talks and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's the living Christ. And you can yeah. almost just say it with them. Like it's really, it was really a growth for me to memorize it. Mm -hmm. 
But I, there was also a song that helped me memorize it. Maybe somebody will make a song that can help me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's put this one to music. We got it. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. But yeah, you'll, you'll love when we go through lectures of faith. There's a lot of memorization there. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> yep. I don't know if I'll love it. Are we going to try as a group to memorize? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I've got that, that calendar and everything. Um, so there's the fast track calendar and the slow calendar. Oh, so. I didn't look at that yet. I didn't know. I didn't look at uh, it. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, when we, we get into that, I'll, I'll send it back out again. Oh, wow. You're going to challenge me, huh? Yeah. Well, it's not me. It's Joseph Smith. So like well, at, at the end of each song? lecture, it says... It says these verses are so crucial they should be committed to memory. Well, <laughs> and so those are song or riddle that goes with them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We gotta find out who's musical in our groups and we'll we'll get a song put to it. <laughs> get a banjo out. <laughs> Speaking of songs, did you happen to read over Elder Bednar's conference talk again? Um, from this last one? About, yeah, when he talks about let us all press on, holy cow. Oh man, yeah, that was that was a crazy. I haven't actually gone over it a second time. I need to get that on my do list for this week. Right. Yeah, let us all press on because that that's huge. Isn't? Did we, we sing that one tonight? Yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. did. We sing it tonight too. But we heeded them not. Is the name of this talk? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, and and I think that that ties into this restoration proclamation, right? We're like we're all pressing on, but we've got to not heed the the world because the world is trying to stuff labels down our throats and and all these things like President Nelson was talking about. But we heed them not, and and we keep pressing on. Mm, so good. Yeah, I think it's so, so crucial to talk about labels in in today's yeah. <laughs> era. So I, mean, I have a little dilemma. Maybe you guys can help me with. Yep. Uh, this is on the subject, but it's a little bit, it's kind of a little bit private, but it do, I don't care that everybody on here is just like, mm -hmm. well, I have several customers. I am a hairdresser and I have, and I have several customers that are from a Christian church. They're all very Christian. They all love God and you know, Jesus and guns and Trump, you know, they're all these really, mm -hmm. and, and, and I also have a lot of other friends that are Christian and socially like you guys, I don't don't look down on me. I just want you to just like be open-minded. <laughs> when I'm socially with people, they're all wearing this cute little cross, like a cross. And I'm like, they don't, they don't know I'm Christian. Like I want to wear a cross or something. Go get one. Go get one. Go put one on. But then I don't know if that's like dumbing it down. Like, because I'm not just because we're, we it's don't want to too. There's someone just read a book about it. And I was thinking about it before I read the book. I'm like, I need to have a way to use that. Because I'm yeah. struggling every day with that. I want to wear something that says I'm Christian. So anyway, I said it in Sunday school and half the class was like, oh my gosh, Kathy Barton's losing it. And yeah, the other half was like, go get one. And my husband was like, I would rather you not, but if you want to go ahead. And then my daughter said, so the mom, that doesn't even mean you're Christian anymore. That just means you're trying to be like, cool. And I was like, well, that's not what I think it means, but like, 
it's been, it is like this burning trial in my heart. Like it. So then another girl, like from my ward tagged me in Instagram, this little heart. I don't know if you guys can see it. Let me show you. I have it on. Hold on. How do I turn my screen around? Um, oh, you, I don't have to turn it. I just have to turn it So this little teeny necklace, you probably can't see it, has a picture of Christ on it. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. Mm-hmm. But you can't really tell it's Christ unless you look really close at it. Like you, people don't go, oh, she's Christian. She's got this. I mean, it's a really pretty necklace. I really do like it. But it still doesn't. I don't know. I'm just struggling because I feel like when I'm with these people, it's not like, it's not like I feel left. It's not like I feel left out. It's not FOMO. Like I'm not Christian in your church. I feel like I'm like, I have more truth, but they don't even know that I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a weird place I have. Like Kathy, I'm a hairdresser also. I do hair also. Yeah. And I, I, I have seen people with that. I just make a comment on how, oh, I love your cross. That's beautiful. That opens up a conversation. I don't, I mean, I have nothing against crosses. If you want to wear a cross, wear one. If that's the way you want to do a breaker or, but that's, that's how I, you know, bring it around. If I if it's a conversation, but most, the most foremost thing that you can do is just be friends with them and let them know that you care. Oh. That's the oh, biggest. For sure. Oh, for sure. But whether you have I a cross or you it. don't, I just want like to. Burn. I don't know. I guess I. You're don't a talker. To... Say, I love your cross. I. <laughs> you can do it. We well, all have not... that gift. We have that gift as hairdressers. We can talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me explain it another way. Okay. So one of my customers also gave me this book. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Let me get it really fast so you'll know. Anyway, this is really how people portray us sometimes, really, you guys. So I have this book somebody gave me, and it's called Jesus Calling. And it's like a Christian book, a really popular author. Um, Her name is Sarah Young. It's been around forever. And it's really good. Like it has, it's a daily little thought, little verses. Well, so one of my customers came in and said, you help calling Jesus? She's like, I'm so glad that you have that book and you're, you're coming to Jesus. Well, you guys, I have pictures of Jesus in my salon. Yeah. (laughs) But like, they still don't really like her art. I don't know if they don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like even though I live the gospel and I, I feel like I try to radiate the gospel. I just sometimes feel like people still don't think we believe in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think it's um, Considering the Cross by John Hilton III. Oh. And he, he addresses this very issue and talks about the cross. It's a really, I think that's the one that I did. It's on um, Book Plus. I did before I canceled my subscription because I have too many things going right now. Is it in the, did you say it's Desert Book? It's in there? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he talks about this very thing about wearing a cross too. But I had that feeling like I feel like I need to, and I have done um, Bible studies with other, you know, Christian groups, and that was really cool. Really cool. Right. Mm-hmm. 
when I lived in Illinois, we, we were in a little town of 6,000 people and there's 24 churches and we met in an old Catholic school, but everybody else had these beautiful churches, right? And then there was this little sign outside this, the town that had all this, the churches on, but we couldn't have our church name on the sign. Anyway, it was really, it was really a neat experience to be able to go to there. And, the, and one of the ladies says, you are more Christian than anybody I've ever known. So just an opportunity, but I just have felt like I need to wear a cross just so that, I, it, like you said, a way to connect. I don't, yeah, I don't, you do understand how I, what I mean, don't you? Yeah, I, I totally understand. And then I read this book. I'm like, oh my gosh, I told my husband, I said, I don't like wearing jewelry. I don't wear my wedding ring. I don't wear any earrings. I don't want anything. I just don't want anything on. I, I think I want a cross. I haven't done it yet because I just can't, can't have it on, have anything on. But I do have this little bracelet that um, the study I work for gave. See it a little, with a cross on it? Yeah. It's here on my desk. Um, and she gave that to me and I didn't go, oh, it's a cross. I just go, oh my gosh, thank you. And then I took a picture of where I put it because she knows I just don't wear jewelry. Um, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with a cross. And he explains it in this book. Oh, why. different. I'm so glad I said this so you could lead me to that book because it's like this weird. It's also mm -hmm. also something else like because they think we believe in Joseph Smith that it dumbs down the Christ part. Like, oh, but they believe in Joseph Smith. So that's not the same. Do you know what I mean? Do you think or not? And he explains the history of the cross because it was a thing before. Mm -hmm. He explains the whole thing. And, and I wish I could like, eloquently tell you these things but it's in the book mm -hmm. yeah and I, I i remember <laughs> listening to that a while back but i i you know i don't have like it memorized or anything but it was very interesting because i don't know sometimes we're, we're so almost opposed to the cross like any imagery of it like we try to disregard it almost but um you know i w for good reason we we represent or we celebrate the the resurrection Why? yeah but in, in no way do we try to diminish the the cross and if if that's some of of an identifier or something to to put in common with with our, our other fellow christians but right. i just you know, feel I'm, like i feel like with the times like I want to have his name on me. I want to, mm -hmm. like, I want people to know what I stand for without even having to say something. Like a lot of times I wear a t-shirt that has a scripture or, mm -hmm. you know, still and know that I'm God, just like stuff like that. Just because I want people to know what I am. But yeah. then like half of my ward was like, oh my gosh, like they, they were shaking their, my husband was given the lesson. He's like, it was exactly half of the room was yes. <laughs> and half of the room was like, oh no, no, like that is bad. Oh no. So it's, re it's really weird. So then I'm like, well, will I have social fear if I did do it? <laughs> read that book and I want to talk to you more about this. <laughs> What's yeah. that? Read that book and then I want to talk more about it. Okay, this. then we'll have a discussion <laughs> because it's been really like troubling me like really troubling me and so that's i think that that's kind of like the crux of it right there right where if you are being led to do that in certain circles or whatever you know like it, it might be a great missionary tool versus you know like as a general rule we don't wear crosses but there are sometimes when when the lord needs us to yeah. be an exception in 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 certain scenarios or whatever um it, 
but I don't know, you know, like it's it, just weird. Never disregard prompting. So if it's if it's weighing heavy on you, then go to the Lord and be like, hey, okay, what what do I do? How do I do this? If if this is what you're needing me to um, to be a missionary and reach out, kind of a thing. Start spark conversations like Kathy was talking about yeah. there. You know, like. Um, and then, if you read the history of it, it's not you're not going to have any problem with it at all. Mm-hmm. Really. <laughs> after you see how it evolved and how we got to where we are right now you're going to want to put on 10 crosses really <laughs> i um, well i so i think i was supposed to ask because yeah. it's been really bothered and then my husband had like pretty strong opinion about it but he's always like you can do what you want but i think that's a little weird it's really good or listen to it together it's really good yeah so are you Sorry. back, mom? Yeah. I am back. <laughs> Sorry, that was inconvenient a sec. <laughs> it was funny. He's like, I want to talk, but I have to go back. <laughs> um, anyway, I've been wondering lately, can you can anybody pinpoint when or where that's ever was said that we don't wear cross? Yes, it's in that book. <laughs> so we gotta get the book, darling. <laughs> And what does it what does it say? Where who's where's where did that start? It was one of the prophets saying that um I don't it's not the focus. Our, our focus is on the living Christ, not right. the or something like that. But mm-hmm. before that did, but did they tell us not to? It was on at the that point scriptures. No, it was on the pioneer scriptures and they they it was a thing. I mean, it was a thing until that happened, and then everybody's like <gasps> The prophet said it. We don't do the crosses anymore. This is it. Mm-hmm. He explains it really eloquently in the book. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I've just been wondering lately that very thing. Like, is this one of those philosophies of men that have got passed down through our church that really isn't like a commandment or a thing? Like, because like with tattoos and stuff, we can go right to the talk where it talks about that. We know where to find that. We can't even talk about tattoos anymore because all these people that are coming into the church with tattoos, you can't say anything anymore about tattoos. I guess I could tattoo a cross on me. (laughs) That ought to really get everyone talking. (laughs) Oh, man. It just uh, hops away. I do do permanent cosmetics, Kathy, so if you want them, uh, I'll hook you up with it. (laughs) What are the tattoos on Ago, yeah. So, yeah you read the book it's really good okay. it just really I have goes, it, it goes okay. into the savior and the whole thing about the cross it's super cool like it's a good book it's all about the cross considering the cross well maybe that's like then like i don't know it's just been the weirdest mm-hmm. weirdest promptings and journey in it like it's happened so many times like i'll be in a circle and a couple of the girls have crosses on and they're taught and they're not talking about church or anything i'm like i just like i have this yearning like i want them to know that i'm christian i want i want them to know that i believe in christ like it's really it's weird i know but i feel like i think it's a good thing i feel like with time we need to be able to stand out and we need to you know, show we are, but we don't really have an insignia. I mean, what do we got? Like, I could leave my garments hanging out a little bit, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it's we interesting don't have how we wear it so inwardly. Like, 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being silly. I don't know. No, not at all. I don't think so. I don't think so yeah. either. And as, as you go to the Lord with that question and get like actual answers from him, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. it, it might be a different answer for everyone in different circumstances. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that. Exactly. And I wouldn't stand up at the pulpit until I'm ready to get across. That isn't something. I <laughs> yeah. Especially in your ward. That might be a little. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I'm going to have to listen to that book this week, too. If you're wearing it, I wouldn't fear wearing it to church. Just, you know, be you and what you feel that you need to do, whatever that is. Thanks, Laura. Yeah, read, listen to that book. though. I I'm think- going to. I'm going to start tonight. It really has been and it's, it hasn't gone away. It's like it's with me all the time. And I got this necklace thinking I'd feel better. And I really do like my little necklace that has Christ on it. But when they look at it, they don't, they don't know, look close enough to know that that's Christ on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all about those labels, like President Nelson was talking about tonight, yeah, right? Yeah, he did talk about Child labels. of God, son or daughter of the covenant, and disciple of Christ. Those are the most important three labels that we can have and uh, have our celestial focus there. Can you say those things again? I love quotes. <laughs> so child of God son or daughter of the covenant and disciple of christ and he kept reiterating those three all throughout those three never replace any of these with anything including all of the other titles or labels that that we have identifiers and labels are powerful Isms are limiting. It has so many quotes. Well, <laughs> we'll study it next week, but yeah, those three levels. It was such a good talk. Oh, I just loved it so much. It addressed all of the issues, the social issues we're dealing with and mm-hmm. that our kids are dealing with. And I, so I just loved it. Yeah, for sure. My sister is a school teacher here in St. George, and um, they told her this week she's not allowed to refer to the kids as boys and girls. In St. George? In St. George. Or oh she's gosh. not allowed to break them up into boys and girls. They're just students. They can't say it. Because somebody here in Utah got sued for um, putting boys and girls in a separate group. My gosh, there, I mean, the, real, whole, you guys. the whole transgender thing right now is blowing up it in all of my crazy. circles. I'm just like, oh, it just makes me so sad. How, it's so crazy. Like uh, President Nelson talks about in coming days, it won't be popular or um, I forget the other word to, to be a Christian anymore. Like all of those values are just getting swept under the rug and we have to cater to every other label like all <laughs> pronouns don't even get me started <laughs> yeah well, you, you brought that in the the family um proclamation right about gender uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Did that, that, when they said that before <laughs> i mean that that just in the last three years right just the last three years has been like blow up yeah before For that, the last three months it's really blown up though like seriously. Crazy. 
seriously. And these little closets they have for these children that they could go to school and be who, oh my gosh, they can change their clothes and. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, I mean, there's somebody that actually asked me to refer to them by their proper pronouns of Z and Zem, because they're, they don't identify with the and them. It, it's Z and Zem. And well, I was and like, the Target, their, their name tags say she and them or whatever now. Uh -huh. Target? Yeah. And it's like, like, oh my gosh, like family proclamation. Like, can it get any worse? Probably. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I'm, well, I, I cease to be amazed children? by anything. Weren't we eating children in the Book of Mormon? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And, and another thing that we don't what really like to talk about, but like bestiality is another sign of the, yep. the, the times in the scriptures. When it gets to bestiality, everything gets wiped out. And so, oh and we're seeing that in schools and stuff. Like there's the, what do they even call them? The furry kids now? Like they come yeah. to school dressed as animals and, and they they need to be referred to as a dog or a kitten or, or whatever and stuff like. I heard that at Clearfield High School up here in Utah, they have kitty litter boxes in <gasps> the bathrooms. Yeah. Are you I'm not. Like, it's I a real thing. That and I said, I said the same thing. Are you kidding me? That is nuts. Yeah. And these are like high school kids. Oh, yep. High school. Clearfield High School. Yeah. Oh, it's so I mean, Just, just the imagery of that. Can you imagine going into the bathroom and there's like a no. litter box and there's a, a furry No, that, I just, I, I, I still can't. It, it just it throws me for a loop because I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, we've got so many issues coming down the, the pike. I mean, we've got pedophilia and that age knows yeah. no limit and stuff like that. Bestiality, uh -oh. uh, all of these gender issues and stuff like, holy cow, the prophets of, of old, of all of the ages, right? And they're uh -oh. looking forward to the end times of like the restoration and going, oh my goodness, the rest, we want to help in this because the world goes bonkers at the end you know but it, do you think it really is a distraction also mm -hmm. not paying attention to the stuff they're doing like the the yeah. world health organization and all that stuff because that's so like pertinent right now yeah that, I mean, like you're throwing all this so we get all wound up about this stuff and we're so it because i really do believe it's government subsidized like it's it's pushed out yeah. by the government i really do believe that yeah. um but it keeps us distracted and into our pronouns instead of like, okay, where do our tax tax dollars go? And who can we find to run for this? You know, we don't even have any politicians that aren't corrupt, really. I mean, even Cox was using his pronouns to that little girl. Yeah. Like, and well, she said her pronouns. So then he introduced himself with his. But even then, it's like, don't lower yourself to that. Like, and people defended it, but I was like, I still think that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But it's time for the it's second coming. It just bring it on. It is. <laughs> I'll <kidding. laughs> I, I don't know. So here we are. Roe versus Wade. How's that going to turn out? That's, that's, that's another one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the fact true, that it was right? leaked like it was, you know, I, I think, it, again, it's kind of a red herring thing to like, 
distract us from other things and to also like i don't know anyway there's <laughs> it's just crazy the time we're living in put pressure on the ones that are either way it turns out it's going to be a nightmare it's going to explode yeah do you guys know who joel schofield is scousen galson joel scousen yeah joel have you just heard of his name or does anybody know thinking report that he done or something right what did you say he's related to cleon scousen isn't he i think so but he does a report that's free once a year or something, but then he, you can subscribe to his weekly or monthly reports. I haven't done that. I have read one or two of his yearly reports. He was, I just listened to a video of him and he was real, he was naming names of people that I was thought were straight down the line. And he was saying how corrupt they all are. But really, we have nobody to count on. And which we all know, like we we all know the signs of the times, but um yeah. and I watched two thousand mules this week. Did you guys watch it yet? Yes, I did. <laughs> In fact, I got a I can forward it to anybody that wants it. I yeah, think. put it on there. It's worth watching, you guys. It's really it good. Is. It is really, really well done. Anyway, um just another sign of where we are. Like it just is more it's just to me more of a a testimony like that I need to have a firm conviction of of all of this that we're studying like we need to know without a shadow of a doubt that that's where we are and who we are and yeah. not even waver one minute yeah and and you know like President Nelson said tonight with the youth like if you have questions which I hope you do like mm -hmm. get them resolved yeah. get them get them firm solidified so that we can can tackle the future with with everything that we need yeah because we're not going to have time to <laughs> to waver in the future we, we've got to be prepared we've got to know our responses ahead of time and we've got to act with faith because the future is going to be unparalleled unprecedented as as we move forward you know mm -hmm. if we've studied anything with with timelines with prophetic um promises etc like we've got <laughs> a heck of a future ahead of us well, and even watching that, you thought you guys should watch it because it really left me thinking this next election, like they keep saying, we're going to get the House and the Senate. And it's like, uh, if we have an election that's rigged as bad as that one was, I don't know that anybody will clean it up. The corruption, the, the what they went to, to I put it in the oh, chat. Oh, I put oh, it, it so, yeah, right? It's so meditative. Like they, they oh. planned it's crazy how they did it yeah and to think that you know they could even go and find all this data out there that this just tells you how much they're watching every person too on top of it that's that made me think of that too mm -hmm. how they can track you down anyway or um, with anything and why why people that are killing people why you can't they can't get them after you see the data that they collect in doing this how come they can't we just know that these things are all prophesied and there really isn't anything we can do except trust in the lord yep. and him prevail in our lives mm -hmm. doesn't it bring such peace knowing that all these things are going to come down and not wondering what the heck is going on and why yeah and why we know these are the last days we know that we're preparing for the savior and we know 
the wicked are going to take out the wicked <laughs> and that the righteous will be saved if, even by fire mm-hmm. yeah so it brings a I lot of peace watch it, though. i still have to watch it and see what how it's happening because i the way i think yeah. i didn't realize we were all gonna like take each other out i thought it was gonna be more like natural disasters i didn't know it was gonna be i don't know it's just happening everybody's showing up to play their part i just didn't realize they had parts like this you know mm-hmm. did, you, did you get to see abraham's um oh no okay today that was good i missed I it let it's- me send you the link it's only good until tomorrow oh i would love that tomorrow night 24 hours yeah 24 was it good hours. you guys Oh, yes. it's really good, yeah. Like, Cameron, if you have the link faster, you could go ahead and do it because you're so much faster than me. Um, it's just the same link to the Zoom class, or did they send out yeah, another one? Send another, he sent another one out. Let me see. Why am I not finding it? It should be in your email. Oh, yeah, I'll turn up real quick. Oh my gosh, I can never find anything. Replay, here, it, okay, I've got it. You can keep talking, I'll send it. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, we <laughs> gotta end up so that uh, group B, sorry for the la- last minute notice that we pushed this back to seven, but yeah, group B will start in here pretty soon, so we'll be heading out, but. Fun discussion. <laughs> Next week, we'll be talking about all of the youth uh, talks. So group A is going to be discussing becoming true millennials uh, from 2016. And I will actually email out all of those articles since they are not in the fifth Nelson compilation. They're they're back in fourth Nelson, third Nelson uh, stuff. So uh, I'll email all those out so we have them uh, ready for next week. Yeah, Becoming True Millennials and also the the one that happened tonight, the Worldwide Devotional. Look at that. Work together. Oh, no, that didn't work, Cameron. Can you, is there another way to get it? Is there another way to what? Get what? Hold on. I I couldn't get the link to work. Hold on, let me just try clicking on it and then I'll get it that way. Maybe this, okay, here it is. Don't close yet. Yeah, it's really long. Copy. Okay, I'm going to throw this in chat. Okay, see if that works. Uh huh. Yeah, that second one works. Okay. All right. I love you guys. Thank you oh, for being here. So fun. All right. We'll see you all later. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye bye. All right, so Cindy, we just barely finished up group A, so I'm gonna hit the end button, and so you'll have to to rejoin in.